Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to Self Love Tarot, a podcast about enriching our lives with practical spirituality, self love, and the tarot. I'm your host, Gretchen Evangelista. You can follow this podcast on Instagram at Self Love Tarot. Thank you so much for tuning into this special episode today. I am so excited to share with you guys this episode that I did with Nicole from Simplifying Peace. Um, Me and Nicole met on Instagram and we just instantaneously connected and we've been talking ever since. So we thought it would be an amazing idea to record our conversations and put it up on the podcast for you guys to listen to. So I hope you guys enjoy this casual chat me and Nicole will be having. Um, Get, you know, some tea, some coffee, make yourself comfy and I hope you enjoy. Hey guys, what's up? So I have Nicole here from Simplifying Peace. How are you? Hi Gretchen. Oh, it's so lovely to be here. It's my first ever podcast interview, like ever, but I'm glad it's with you. So thank you for having me. Yes, no problem. And you were just an easy yes, because um, me and Nicole have already been talking and having conversations. And Honestly, we just had the idea like a couple weeks ago of like, we need to record this and put this out somewhere because I just love the conversations that we end up having. And I think we share a lot of the same um, ideas and values and concepts. So it's really fun to bounce off those ideas with another person exactly, who's like-minded. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so tell me a little bit about what you do and your business. Yeah, so I, I I call myself an intuitive coach. So I do spiritual coaching and I also incorporate tarot readings in there. Um, I feel like tarot is, a, is one of my best ways of channeling divine and like channeling messages and tapping into um, the energies of people and of situations. So I find that tarot readings just always open people up to like a different level of awareness, you know, spiritual or not, where like whatever their backgrounds are, I find that whenever I do readings for people, it always just leaves them feeling like, oh wow, you know, there's something else out there that I might not be noticing. May that be a greater power or like just subconscious energies. But yeah, I love just kind of blowing people's minds and revealing that there is just so much more to this physical, like beyond this physical plane. And I also do spiritual coaching because I, um, you know, during my awakening journey and, you know, my journey in authentic self-love, it was very independent and I didn't have a lot of resources. And I mean, I made it. I'm here. I'm still learning, still healing. But I just wish I had someone to like, you know, bestow their experiences, not to say that they're better or anything, because I'm not better than anyone else. It's just that I wish I had more guidance, you know, because this is such an intuitive process and everyone's journey is so different that um, to call in uh, like a mentor to guide you through it, I feel like is so, it makes it less overwhelming and it makes it less difficult because healing is painful, right? And healing takes a lot of time, lots of patience, lots of learning as well. And some people might not have the time to learn everything that I I, I got to learn. And um, so that's where I step in and really guide them through it if they're feeling really called to like reach out um, for guidance. Yeah. That's awesome. And I connect with a lot of just the things that you said about healing in an authentic way and doing it like as you, you know, like I, so I've worked with coaches before who just straight up tell me what to do and like how I should feel about something. And I think you and I are kind of on the same page in this in that like it's not about imposing your agenda onto other people when they're healing and processing their own experiences. It's about just guiding them. And like with that um, perspective of guidance, it's not about being better than anyone else or being, you know, more wiser than anyone else. And you and I are both kind of, we're both in our 20s. So I think we stumbled upon this stuff very early in life. Um, and I don't know about you, you're you're younger than me, um, but when I was um, stepping into this work initially, one of my biggest obstacles was that I am so young. Like, who am I to be this person who can help people no matter what age they're in through life, right? So how have you kind of dealt with that in terms of like just you being so young and also being 
brilliant and an amazing coach with amazing energy. Like, how are you able to kind of channel that into your work? First of all, thank you. I feel very humbled right now. <laughs> But,、um, <laughs> I just want to reinforce the whole point that you mentioned as well about why you know we vibe so well because we're not here to like tell people what to do. We're here to empower them to become their own self healers, right? But even To become your own self healer, you need some sort of knowledge. So that's where we really step in and like guide them and infuse them with what we have gone through. And、um, yes. yeah, with the whole age thing, definitely, it's something I, that I personally don't really think about that much.、Um, I know I am pretty young, but I think growing up, people have always said that, oh, you know, you just seem very mature for your age. So it's just something that stuck with my subconscious. Thankfully, that's a good belief that I'm glad I learned. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, but I think. Honestly, I can understand how some some sometimes those doubts kind of creep in, and you you know you question yourself like, am I really in the position to guide others? And honestly, it's really just asking yourself, like reflecting back on your own journey and just looking at how much you have grown. You know, no matter your age, if you are able to grow that much, imagine how how people can do the same as well. You know. So it's really not about age; it's more about experience. I feel like because you can be in your forties and you you might not have experienced you know the depths of life and like the the whole duality of life and might not have been aware of it. And you know you could be forty and not be as experienced. So it's all really just down to experience and also trusting yourself, trusting that you have guided yourself in this journey, or at least I have and you have on your own. That、um, who's to say you can't do the same for others? You know. Yes, yes, exactly. I love that, and it's yeah, it's all about just trusting your own guidance. And I, I love that we both share that in common. In that,、um, like I like to call it my inner authority.、Um, everyone calls it something different, but we are all connected to it, no matter what age we are. Like we're all human beings on a fundamental level, so. Why? Why would I be connected to something and this person isn't? It's just really about how well you nurture that connection,、yeah. right? Like how well you set the intention of saying, "Okay, I want to know what's out there. I want to know what's beyond the physical plane," right? Because I think a lot of people, especially right now with what with everything that's going on in the world, it's so easy to feel so discouraged with the. The state of the world, you know, coronavirus, dying, all that stuff. So I think humans find a tremendous amount of hope and faith in believing that there is something beyond the flesh and bones that we are,、mm-hmm. and that's what kind of helps us keep moving forward. So that's why I kind of turn to spirituality, and I think a lot of people that we work with, that's why they're turning to spirituality and.、Um, You know, deciding to see things differently. Yeah, and I, I love that you mentioned the fact that you know everyone has access to this sort of、um, tapping into their own power because we all really do, right? We're all born、mm-hmm. equals. We might look different, we might、uh, you know act differently, but honestly, it's sort of a sense, right? Like think of all your five senses. If you feel like you want to cultivate your sense of smell more, then you you know you find ways to do that, and it's the same thing with. I don't like to call it your sixth sense, but it's more of you know practicing your intuition. If you, the more you practice、yes. it, the more you strengthen it. It's 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 like a sense like any other, you know. So I feel like absolutely.、Hmm, so I feel like age doesn't really matter in that sense. It's more so how much time are you investing to really cultivate this relationship, as you said. Yeah, yeah, it, and that's a great point that it is a skill, like riding a bike, like walking for the first time as a toddler. You don't know how to do it. But it's not an excuse for you not to tap into it. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I I completely agree. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> but um, but yeah. So today we are going to be talking about all things amazingly spiritual. Yes. But one of the things that we really wanted to dive in together today, and and we don't have like I don't have any notes about this. We just set an idea, a topic, and we're just going to let this. Form naturally, yeah. Let it flow, <laughs> and yes, and see where it goes. Because I love our conversations that are obviously unscripted previously, and just the way they unfolded for us has been amazing. So I'm glad we get to record this and share it with the world. Yes.、Um, but last week we touched upon spirit guides and our perspective on 
what that's like. And I'm so excited to hear what your thoughts are about this. So, first of all, um, do you believe in the spirit guides? See, that's a tricky question. We've talked about this, and it's um, <laughs> what Such is such a belief, tricky question, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, I feel like I feel like there are energies that are here to guide us, but I don't know if they are in the strict sense spirit guides or angels or like different things that we have sort of attached categories and names onto. So. I, my core belief is that there are energies that are helping us and guiding us and helping our souls evolve to the best that it can be. Um, but in terms of, oh, you know, there's this specific spirit guide in your presence, that I can't say I believe because honestly, I haven't really witnessed that in my own experience, or at least I haven't really in, like unintentionally um, stumbled upon that. If it was intentional, it will be a different thing, you know, because then you're sort of calling in that energy. But yeah, so that's where I... That's where my my beliefs sort of lie. But what about what what do you think? Yeah, I I agree with you as well in that like I have never had one continuous spirit guide or um like I don't I don't have anything like um like a guardian angel or anything like that, but that's not to say that they don't arrive in that form. And I think it's a very human thing to have this concept of a spirit guide right because we are very grounded in the physical plane and spirit guides and to personify the energies around us it's that's a very human thing to do we want to give it a name we want to make it into something right like we want to give it a sense of form Mm -hmm. and i think that's okay i think having that that form like um archetypes and angels and everything that's incredibly helpful especially when you have a particular guide for this or for the one time i saw a psychic and he said i had a parking spirit guide which i thought was hilarious (laughs) he was like you have a parking spot spirit guide and i was like holy crap that's the best thing ever (laughs) So, so how does that oh work? Like, do you always find amazing parking spots? Is that it? I I guess. So like whenever we are trying to find a parking spot, I just believe that there is a parking spot and then there's a parking spot. And so like it's it's interesting because I I can say that, yeah, that's because of a spirit guide or I can attribute it to me just believing that it is there. Yeah, and manifesting like, it as believing. a result. Yeah. So I think like spirit works in a variety of different ways and it kind of uses the channels and the ideas that we already have as human beings to work into our consciousness. So like if you are very Catholic and you are raised as a Catholic and you learn about um, spirit or no, you don't learn about spirit guides. (laughs) You learn about guardian angels. You learn about saints. Then spirit will use that as a way to talk to you, as a way to interact with you in a way that's familiar to you and that you have the least resistance to you. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, I completely resonate with that. And you're completely right about how, as humans, we just have the tendency to want to label everything, right? To name it. But I think that is really useful because some, like, if you don't know what the color blue looks like or how to describe it, the best way to say it, it's, it's blue. Right. So it's the same thing with these energies that we just don't know how to translate into our own language. The best way is to like give a name to it. That parking spot spirit guide just sounds very practical and awesome. And (laughs) I've never heard anything like that before. And it really reminded me of, I think, my first encounter with sort of spirit guides and angels. Because I, well, we talked about this. I I didn't grow up Catholic. I decided to be baptized Mm -hmm. Catholic, which is another interesting story, perhaps for another day. Um, But you know, there was one point where I was in Bible study, and this is all voluntary, by the way. I wanted to like learn more about the Bible and just the interpretation of texts because that's what I'm really into, right? Like reading spiritual texts of different kinds and just understanding the underlying thread behind everything. That's what really mm-hmm. like guides me. So we were just talking, and um, the the pastor sort of brought up um, angels, and I was like, "Why are you talking about angels? Like, what do they have to do with this conversation?" And he's like, "Well, you know." Um, 
angels, like everyone has an angel and everyone has a guardian angel. And what you can do to try to like test that relationship is if you want to wake up at a specific time the next day, say you want to wake up at 6 a.m., you pray. So you pray being like, dear guardian angel, please help me wake up at 8 a.m. And they're like, it always works. And everyone confirmed it. And I was like, whoa, that's cool. So I tried it that very night and it's worked ever since. So that was like my my first exposure to it. I've never heard that. And that's an insanely practical way. That's crazy. And I'm so glad this is coming out because a lot of people think, oh, it's spiritual mumbo jumbo. It's just blissing out. And like, there's little practicality to it. But people don't realize that spirituality is the most practical thing for me in my life, like to make, to, to let things work and to allow things to work. So that's amazing. It's like accessing this whole other superpower that you never realized you had. Exactly. And that's also where it kind of draws the line of, okay, so are these spirit guides in its most exclusive sense? Or are these just, you know, you tapping into your subconscious energies and reminding yourself and affirming that so that that actually happens, you know? So that's where my like our discussion kind of left off the last time where we both kind of, you know, are in this in this neutral balanced state of, oh, it's not like they embody this specific person and it's super like, um, I don't know, specific. It's more of there's, I don't know, there's just a lot of grayness in this topic. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's just the nature of spirit, right? Like it's boundless so there's no way to really say there is this one there's this one guide and not it's not this it's not that it's like everything and one perspective that I heard which was really interesting was that we are our body's spirit guides which is like it's like mind-blowing I'm like what what (laughs) like like we uh, as spirit are our body's spirit guide that's next level right (laughs) it is next level and i'm like i'm not sure if i'm ready to take that next level yet (laughs) because i love the idea of you know having access to but but i guess i can see i can see where that concept is coming from and how that concept can help heal people in especially their self-love journey but it was just like an interesting thing to think about but that's actually really interesting because in the beginning of my like proper awakening journey i preferred you know trusting in spirit guides than in my higher self and i tried Mm. to make a clear distinction between the two because i think accountability comes into play here right if you say okay i really trust my higher self there's this sort of ego battle going in where it's like oh but your higher self is you just in the future, but how can you trust yourself then if you can't even trust yourself now? Whereas if you're trusting mm. on a completely separate entity from you, like your spirit guides, there's more of that surrender factor that comes in. Do you know what I mean? So it was really difficult for me yes. to wrap around the fact that all these energies might be the same because I, at that point, wasn't ready to face that I manifest all of this or you know I attract all of this and it's all down to me. And I am the one attracting all these energies rather than these things coming into my life, you know, and it's, yeah. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. And I think as when we're younger, when we're growing up, we learn to rely on external sources and we kind of see life in that way of like things are happening to me and there's nothing I can do. This is just a situation. And to kind of unlearn that, method of thinking and be like no I'm the source of everything it can be really difficult to wrap your mind around that so yeah I totally think that you know spirit guides and just the concept of something quote-unquote external something outside of yourself but not really to kind of sweep in with this guidance and help you that can be really liberating because it no longer feels like a burden you have to hold up by yourself exactly and i think also once you actually acknowledge that you are the one um you know responsible for everything it, it can be really difficult depending on what you've gone through right and depending on the actions you've taken and things that you've probably regretted in the past because then you really have to face all of your demons because you know that you are the ones you are the one attracting that into your life and you know it takes a level of acceptance and readiness to actually get there Yeah. Yeah. And I think using the word responsibility is interesting because 
yes, we are absolutely responsible for our happiness and um, what we're able to experience. But I think a lot of people associate the word responsibility with shame. Like with, oh, I did something wrong or I need to fix this. And it's coming from a place of, hmm, like it's, it's coming from a place of feeling the burden as well. And it's just a matter of unraveling that word and maybe learning to use, if responsibility sounds really, if it sounds like an obligation, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Like responsibility, you can approach it in two ways. You can approach it from a place of obligation, like, oh, I have responsibility to this and that and that. And like, I have to do it. I should do it. Versus like, I want to do it. I'm inspired to take action on my life from an empowered place. I'm inspired to help myself through this. And it feels great that I'm the source of everything because that means that it's within my control. And it's, um, it's a choice, really. Yeah. I, th- I think like that's such an empowering way to frame it. And it's funny you brought up the word responsibility because I learned, I think a couple of months ago that, you know, responsibility can be such an empowering term because if you break it down, it means responsibility. It's your ability to respond to mm. things, right? And when yes. you step up to your power and when you realize that you can choose to respond to things differently, that's when you heal. You know, healing doesn't begin or healing doesn't happen on your meditation cushion or on the yoga mat or when you're meditating, right? It happens when you decide to respond to things that used to trigger you in a different way. So in that sense, yes. you can always reframe it just with any any word. You can choose to reframe it and to make it empowering for you instead. Yes, yes, I absolutely agree. And for some reason, when you broke that down, it was like mind blowing because I didn't actually. I'm like, oh, response ability. You know, when I first heard that, my mind <laughs> was funny. blown as well. <laughs> yes, and so like when I work with my clients, I kind of teach them the difference between responding to something to reacting mm. to something. So it's like reacting is that knee jerk reaction of feeling angry or you know, identifying with your ego or identifying with those feelings. Yes. Yes. And then responding, it comes out of a choice because you get to choose how you want to respond to situations, how you want to respond to other people telling you this or telling you that. So yeah, totally. Oh my God. I love that word so much more now, now that you've broken that down. (laughs) And I think, I think it really maps out the journey of, you know, the human soul super well, where we come in, you know, we embody all these primal traits. And then when we realize that we have the power to respond, it's when we sort of elevate and, you know, ascend in terms of our consciousness, because then we we are empowered with the fact that we can decide how we react, how we respond. And uh, that's a whole other level, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what really separates us um, from animals. Mm-hmm. Really, it's that prime, that prefrontal cortex that we're given as humans that can choose and decide what our future is going to be decide ahead of time in that sense so yeah it's really stepping into our own evolution as a species of humans yeah um using the spirit to kind of guide it Mm -hmm. so now that we say that i see why we would be the spirit guides to our human bodies yeah i see because it's helping us move forward okay i see yeah look at that That's awesome. So going back to like spirit guides, what are some types of ways this has really helped you recently? Like how you kind of conceptualize guidance from beyond? So I feel like every time I see winks from the universe, you know, either through, you know, like synchronistic angel numbers, quote unquote angel numbers, Mm -hmm. and just a lot of these beautiful synchronicities that I know are like, you know, it's it's like, it gives me that feeling that, okay, I'm being looked after and I'm being guided right now. And every time I see that, recently I've been really acknowledging their presence. I've just been, every time something like that happens, I just say, you know, thank you. Thank you for guiding me. Thank you for making sure that I'm okay. Thank you for telling me and reassuring me that I'm on the right path. 
right? Because I feel like that's also another level of self-love for yourself and also for, say, if you do have this team of spirit guides, it's also to acknowledge how much they're they're helping you, right? How much mm-hmm. the energies around you are helping you move forward and to help your soul grow. So that's how I usually um, tap into them. And, you know, in meditations, I try to um, seek any downloads or messages that they might have for me. But I actually... Come to think of it, I call upon them a lot during my tarot readings, especially for clients. So mm-hmm. right before a session, I always kind of meditate and pray and call in my spirit guides and the spirit guides of my clients to channel any messages that they might have through me um, for the client. So that's how I usually um, you know, communicate with them and interact with them. And what about you? Yeah, um, so the beginning portion of your response about having the angel numbers... Mm-hmm. Right. For some reason, so I don't really know too much about that. I just know that I see the same types of numbers over and over again, and I always see it as a sign from the universe. But I wanted to share this story because I thought it was interesting. So when I was going through my own awakening process in my early twenties, and this was also the time that my anxiety and just mental health was really a big thing in my life, um, and I was struggling with that a lot, is I kept on seeing the number 9-11. And so, like, to any American, and to, like, the rest of the world, that's just like, oh my gosh, 9-11, September 11th, that's a a terrible event that had occurred. But for some reason, I kept on seeing 9-11, 9-11, all of the time. And it freaked me out at first. It really did. And coming from a Catholic background, which has that belief of there's the devil and there's presence of evil, Mm -hmm. all that stuff, people can get possessed. I, right? (laughs) Like all of that stuff was surfacing and I was freaking out and I kept on seeing it as, a bad thing like something was gonna happen to me this was impending doom that was about to arrive into my life but then I like I kept on seeing it and for some reason a part of me was like what if this wasn't like what if that was just me creating the drama of that and what if this actually meant something so much more and what if this was actually an amazing sign for me to have yeah and so from that point I kind of shifted my focus and shifted the way I was interpreting the Mm 9-11 to mean like my guides the angels they're here for me just like how here in the U.S. you die you dial 9-11 and you instantly have that help that uh, you know like you instantly have someone there who will respond to you who will help you and from that perspective I was like oh my god Yes, like this is just saying that I always have the guidance and the help whenever I want to. All I have to do is pick up the phone or make the choice or phone the universe and it's there in an instant. And from then I was like, hell yes, like I love that I keep on seeing 911, 9-11, whatever you want to call it. And it was just an amazing miracle to have that shift from fear wow. to love, from feeling like something horrible is going to happen to me to feeling like this is the best thing that could have ever happened to me. So like, I think just spirit guides and the things that you're seeing, you have a choice on how you want to see it. And sometimes that fear will get in the way of you really absorbing the, the love that the universe is sending to you right now. Okay, my mind is blown right now by that story. I don't even know where to begin, but it's (laughs) incredible. Wow. But I, I have a question, and I don't want to sound ignorant because I'm I'm not from America, by the way. I'm I'm Indonesian, and um. So did nine one one come up before nine eleven, or was it always instilled like nine one one is the number that you, the number that you dial for you know emergency services? Yeah. So as, as long as I've lived in America, which has been my entire life, um, it's always been nine one one, and it's like that one thing that you know, um, parents tell their children, if there's an emergency, call 911. And so you have lots of toddlers running around saying 911. And my brother, when he was younger, apparently 
He kept on saying 911 and he called 911 as a toddler <laughs> just just because he kept, he had it in his mind. And um, and they were not too happy about that. But yes, yeah. that that is like the the one number that everyone kind of learns from the get-go in America mm-hmm. to call 911 when you need help. Wow. So that's And that's another- just yeah, that's just one way of spirit using form, spirit using the ideas that we already have within us to give us that assistance and guide us. And uh, you know, your story reminded me of the tower card in tarot, because um, <gasps> right. Yeah. And what comes after the tower? Is it the star card? I can't remember, but I think it is. Yes, yes, yeah. it is the star card. Right. Because so when think... things get horrible, there's always hope. <laughs> exactly. So that's that's sort of the transformation that you went through as well when you discovered those numbers. So ah, oh, amazing. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. And like the tower card, that's another thing that you can choose to see how you want to interpret that Mm -hmm. because the tower card can evoke a lot of fear Mm -hmm. in people. But really, for me, it's like it's clearing away the things that are not serving you in order to make you an open channel for your highest good. Make room for more, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And I love that like – I don't. I mean, I know a lot of tarot readers do this, but I love that now we're really trying to eliminate any fear from any of the cards. You know, any of the more negative, quote unquote, negative cards, like the Devil card, the Tower card, even Wheel of Fortune in reverse, things like that. So yeah. I, I love that we're able to really balance it out and see like both sides of the coin. And I think we talked about that as well in the previous call, just seeing both sides of the coin of every situation and understanding, you know, that we live in a dualistic world and. Um, so it's, it's important to honor that, that, you know, we also can't be negative all the time and we also can't be positive all the time. It's about centering yourself in the, in, in the duality and finding balance within, within it. Yes. Yes. One of my coaches said that life is 50% positive, 50% negative all the time. Mm -hmm. And you get to choose how you want to respond to that ratio. And I think like the tarot, it's not all happiness and butterflies. It's far from it. And it's amazing that way because it kind of meets us where we are. And there's always, I don't want to say silver lining to it, but there's always a reason for it. Sometimes it eludes us and we don't really understand it. And that's okay, but the tarot was always reflecting to us the collective consciousness and just, um, I think it's, it's incredibly healing to get a card like the devil or those scarier cards and to be able to look at that with, with love and compassion for Mm -hmm. your human experience. That's when you know your next level. Yeah, that's when you're like. Or you've leveled up. Level, I'm leveling up to like level yeah. 20. <laughs> I feel like we're in a video game. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, so cool. Well, speaking of angel numbers, uh, recently yeah. I've been seeing 927 and I never really Ooh. see this number. And 927, that's my birth date. So it's 27th <gasps> of September. And oh, okay. in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, whoa, there's going to be something big happening or at least something really related to like you know, more faded events. And I saw it twice yesterday and I just saw it all the time throughout this week. And uh, I don't know, I'm just, it's it makes me excited, you know? So I think these numbers can also really harbor a lot of excitement in you and just elevate your vibe, even though you might not know what it means, but just that excitement knowing that, oh, what are these synchronicities? What will they lead to? Just, you know, increasing your vibe before, you know, if, anything happens that's great but even if it doesn't at least at that moment you just feel excited about the possibilities of miracles coming in flowing in and knowing that like oh yeah my guides they've got me the the universe has my back and that alone is already something super magical about synchronicities and angel numbers to begin with I think yeah and it just shows how connected you really are even when you don't feel connected yeah at all like you're being guided. I think it was in one of um, Gabby Bernstein's books. Um, I think it's The Universe Has Your Back or one of her books. And it says that you're being guided even when you aren't aware that you're being guided. Yeah. So just trusting that like your ego 
will be where it is. And it's okay if the ego is freaking out. But to know that you're always being supported. Like you never leave that connection with divine source or divine energy. And that also reminds me, we talked about the concept divine creativity last time. What does divine creativity mean to you? See, this is difficult because Gretchen brought the topic up. So Gretchen, you can take the floor on this first. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, I think we were talking about the divine creativity in terms of the universe using whatever it needs to use in order to give you resources and support. So similar to how we were talking about angel numbers Mm -hmm. and spirit guides and everything, just tapping into like the abundance and the limitlessness, limitlessness, let me just say unlimited. Yeah. (laughs) The unlimited nature of the universe in that it's always creating, it's always manifesting, it's always doing these things. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really all about receiving. Yeah. And like for both of our businesses and what we both do on like social media and everything, it's a lot of creativity. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I think it's about just channeling and knowing that there is something within me that creates all the time and that I don't need to create anything. I don't need to force anything into existence. Yeah. But I just need to trust that it's there and it'll come through. Exactly. And I I love that you put it that way. And also it really reminds me of the power of our imagination and of our mind, right? So say you are in a position where you feel really stuck or stagnant, that you always have access to this divine creativity that you can tap into, right? That you can always visualize a better outcome or a better future for you. And even if that just takes you, you know, to a more blissful state for like five to 10 minutes, that's still, that's still magic. You're creating magic because it's you at that specific moment in time, choosing to elevate your emotions, choosing to elevate your vibe. And I feel like that alone is something that's super powerful that not a lot of people, you know, really highlight. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that, that also reminds me of, um, I think more about the the spirit guides and what you were saying about visualization it's like you can create from your imagination you can create what that spirit guide is for and like you can create your spirit guide essentially so one of the things that I used to do um when I would be driving on the road and I'm in a deep scary road and it's just like this one lane through the woods I imagine like a a large spirit hand over my car kind of like how a toddler would move a little toy truck with just like his hand that's amazing yeah and I just imagine that hand guiding my car and like yeah I'm driving but then I'm not driving (laughs) like it's surrender there's a flow to it in that it's bringing me exactly where I need to go and just that thought alone that imagination that visualization Mm -hmm. provides me so much comfort yeah. And so much like security and I can relax. Exactly. So yeah, you brought up a great point in that visualization and your ability to use your imagination. That is your true power. Yeah, I think so too. And um, I think it's really interesting that you mentioned flow. I don't know if we have time to talk about this, but I don't know about you, but there was a period of my time during my awakening where I surrendered to flow completely and I didn't really do much, you know. And that's where I think my divine feminine energy really kicked in. And because I think I lived a really, you know, masculine energy type of life, very ambitious, very like go-getter, all these things that I really neglected my divine feminine side. And that's when, you know, when I stepped into spirituality, that's when it really like, it hit me full face. Mm -hmm. And I think I really had to endure that time of fully surrendering for a few months and then realizing that, well, we need balance, right? And again, duality isn't about just feeding into one side over the other the other that's why i don't like it when people are like oh just look at the light side of things because i feel like we gotta do both you know um one of my favorite quotes is that um darkness without light is an abyss and light without darkness is just blinding so you need a good balance of both right mm, if you i don't love have, that if you don't have darkness you won't really understand the value of light 
right and vice versa mm-hmm. so i think really it's all about the balance of things of flow and action of light and darkness because truly light workers quote unquote light workers are alchemizing their darkness into light right that's what i think a lot of people in spiritual coaching we do because we have learned from our darker times we have learned from our deepest wounds we've learned to alchemize it in a way that empowers us and so we hope that others can do the same for themselves that's beautiful i love that you use the word alchemize mm. that's amazing that makes it feel so much more like magical because it really is here (laughs) it is it's about magic and i love saying that i want my life to be about about magic Mm -hmm. because it just it feels so much more magical like we don't have to live in this boring universe where you grow up you have children you're old and then you die like you know (laughs) like there's so much more to life than that and that's why i love spirituality so i love the fact that you touched upon the the light worker concept too yeah. in that i don't know about you but when people are about positivity and i understand that yes being positive is an absolutely amazing thing and that it's okay to want to become more positive but with that the, it almost edges to the idea of that quote that you were saying of blinding everything with the light and that like life is not about making everything more positive Mm -hmm. and i mean that from the dual dualistic perspective of it like you're meant to have all a wholehearted experience so i like to focus on creating a wholehearted life versus a more positive life because then that's just more accepting and allowing of what occurs in our experience because Like, if things are 100% awesome and you get everything that you want, I think that that way of living, that is spirit. Like, you already had that before you came on to this physical existence. Like, you wanted more than just getting everything you want at the snap of your fingers. So there's definitely value to the wholehearted experience as a human. And, like, when things aren't positive and you're being really negative that's okay. You don't have to force yourself into positivity. Exactly. And I think, see, that was the trap I kind of fell into for, I think, a few months, you know, because when you look at self-love and the whole movement and even like positivity in spirituality, that's what they talk about. They really try to, I I don't want to say market the idea, but they really do, you know, they, but Mm -hmm. then it borders the line of unrealistic expectations because you can never truly be positive all the time and to 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 tell people that there is that standard is kind of if it's 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 kind of toxic so i feel like yeah um perhaps people have to go through that on their own you know to realize Mm -hmm. that nothing can really just be positive all the time but we can choose to always infuse magic into our lives no matter what doesn't mean it's positive but it's just allowing this to flow through us, allowing spirit to flow through us and trusting it um, and trusting in the magic that it will unfold. Yes. Yeah. And I love that you said um, about, you know, feeling our pain and kind of embracing that because I've had multiple sessions where I'm just crying and I'm crying. I feel self-pity. I feel like, oh, my life sucks, blah, blah, blah. And through that pain, through crying... I feel a lot better and I still feel connected to source, right? So you can like act out of alignment. You can have these negative emotions, but at the same time still feel connected to spirit, to your spirit guides. Like feel like they're there surrounding you, even as you're sobbing into your pillow and getting really (laughs) emotional. Like they are there for you. No one has abandoned you. The universe does not love you any less than they have. Yeah. It's just you're going through something and that's absolutely okay. Exactly. And I, I love that because I think a few weeks ago, um, I was just in a very big transition period in my life and I had this breakdown where I just felt like, oh my gosh, nothing is happening, nothing's going right. And I just start to release and I allowed myself to kind of, you know, oh woe is me, oh my gosh, my life is horrible, blah blah uh-huh. blah. And <laughs> I slept and then the next day I woke up and I just felt really at peace and it wasn't that sort of blissful peace 
But it's that peace where you just feel like, well, there's nothing I can do now but trust. You know, there's that element of surrender that you come back to after you release all these emotions because you realize that you don't have control over your life and that you just have to trust. You are a co-creator. You're not the creator, right? Yes. So that's, I think, it's also quite humbling and empowering to go through those big breakdowns and to end up in a point where you're just like fully surrendered because you know there's nothing much you can do anymore and all you can do is just wait and trust trust the process trust the universe and just release yes oh i love that and i love that you slept through it because i think a lot of people in the personal development industry they're like no i have to analyze the situation i have to think it through and like i think that's helpful sometimes Mm -hmm. but if we're really in the ocean of our own pain and suffering it's okay to just do something else. It's okay to take a nap. I listen to Abraham Hicks all the time and mm-hmm. she says, take a nap when you're feeling yeah. negative emotions, go take a nap. And so like sometimes just a good night of sleep can be enough to release that exactly. from your energy and kind of come to a sense of feeling at peace with it. Yeah. So I like that you brought the whole like analyzing your feelings thing because I feel like that's one of one end of the spectrum. And on the mm-hmm. other end, you have people who just break down all the time. And we talked about this before and it's more like indulging in these experiences. Yes. Right? Yes. So could yes. you maybe say more about that? Like the difference between indulgence and versus having the desire to really just release Yes. So indulging versus feeling. I think um, that's, I guess, what we can call it. But indulging is kind of like perpetuating it. And indulging is also reacting from an unconscious level. Yeah. Whereas feeling is you're realizing, okay, I'm feeling sadness or I'm feeling a wave of anxiety. And just noting it and seeing that it's there can really help start to detach you from that experience so that you're not in it like you're not identifying with it and you're just stepping back and seeing like oh okay this is the experience that is going on right now and sometimes just stepping out and putting that awareness onto the feeling can help you um feel it and allow it self to process through your body versus indulging it is it's like drama it has a sense of oh this person did this why do they have to do this why this is this always happening to me blah 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 blah. going through that and not really being able to step back you're like being sucked into the tornado instead of being able to see oh it's a tornado yeah does that make sense oh completely yeah and i like the fact that you brought up the word you know unaware because I feel like that's really the the tipping point, you know, when you allow yourself to feel your feelings and you have the intention to just feel your feelings with the intention to release it, then that's empowering, right? But then if you are coming from an unaware state and you feed this desire to, you know, perpetuate your sadness or however you're feeling, that shows, you know, that's that that's disempowerment, right? So I think yeah. intention really plays a big role in this. It's like we talked about this the last time as well. Um, if I want to have a piece of chocolate and I really intend to have a piece of chocolate, I'll have that piece of chocolate. But then if I have the whole bar while like watching Netflix or whatever, that's already a level of unawareness that's stepping in, right? And then it's sort of feeding the addiction as well and just feeding the fact that you are unaware. Yes. Um, so I think that's also real, a really important point that we talked about last time that, yeah, I found really helpful to understand. Yeah, yeah. And like the whole Netflix and eating and just all that, I like to see it as you're indulging in order to cope with the indulging, you're numbing out. Yeah. On the food, on the alcohol, whatever your your method is. Mm-hmm. But with with indulgence always comes a sense of needing to numb it out because it feels so unbearable. Yeah. To feel that way. Yeah. Whereas if you have the intention to just release that emotion, that can be like a fast track towards achieving that peace that you want, right? Yeah. Yeah. And just saying, like, it's okay that this is here. Like, this emotion is allowed to be here in my experience, and it's okay. Yeah. But do you think society has a big role in encouraging people to numb their feelings? 
Absolutely. I think our humanity and just the way we're wired as primal um, beings, Mm -hmm. I think that kind of goes against us tapping into our fullest potential um, in that like we always have our egos, that primal instinct of wanting to seek pleasure and avoid discomfort. Yeah. And so like the discomfort of the emotional pain we'll fe- we feel, we want to escape that pain just naturally as just like any animal would want to escape pain. And so our modern day way of escaping is especially since a lot of the issues that we're facing now are in the mental and emotional realm versus not really survival, right? Like we're not being chased around by bears or we're not trying to find something to eat. This is modern living. I think we, we tend to still hide and numb out, but we just use these modern tools. So Netflix, food, things that are just produce a high dopamine effect in our brains and give us that instant pleasure Mm -hmm. and that create those addictive tendencies. So yeah, I think unfortunately we're wired that way and it feels difficult to attain a state where like you um, don't indulge in that, right? Like you don't submit to your own animalistic tendencies. I don't know if animalistic is the right word. But then that's where spirit comes in that is where we are able to rely on just our own awareness and our new levels of consciousness to kind of guide us forward through that awkward phase of graduating from being a caveman to being in a modern society <laughs> and like you know and you know like the little evolution yes man, i see it in man my head. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's a perfect way to put it yeah yeah so it's oh. like it's it's spirit working with our own biology in mm-hmm. a sense mm-hmm. but it's a very beautiful thing it's it difficult is. to learn but it's like you said just setting the intention of wanting to be more aware wanting to allow the pain allow the negative feelings that arise that is enough to yeah. move us forward and i think you know i was thinking we live in an era where we are like fully distracted we have access to all sorts of distractions but i think that actually reflects um our soul's potential so anyone who's on this earth right now i feel like it really reflects our ability to really transcend all these multitude of distractions and to elevate and graduate to a different level of consciousness to actually empower ourselves to be more aware right so i think it just goes to show all of us living on this planet right now at this specific time, we've got so much potential because we are oh, yeah. fighting against the whole market, like mass market that lives to basically uh, encourage this primal instant gratification sort of coping mechanism. And, you know, so, so there is a big bridge to overcome. But once we do, just it's insane to think about it like that, no? Yeah, yeah. And like that, you kind of stated it exactly like how I was thinking it too, like that contrast of all this is happening it's increasing our pain which can increase our level of awareness and then make our intention to move forward even more intense like even more elevated yes because yes. usually and like i pain can be a catalyst towards awakening right so the more pain we're in and not to glorify pain and i'm also not glorifying suffering because pain and suffering are two different things but to touch upon the pain that we feel as human beings and what we choose to do with that pain like that is where our power is that is how we move forward in the direction that we want to be heading and i think again it's important that we're not asking you to you know elevate from pain immediately you know sometimes there is a process of grieving of just feeling into that pain right it's not going to be an instantaneous process and i I feel like this is something that's being left out in a lot of these quotes you know about overcoming pain um but we're here to tell you that it's equally important to feel that pain right it's like if you have a fresh wound you're not going to expect your body to stop you know responding to that wound it's reminding you that you're human right? The fact that you're able to feel that pain physically or emotionally, it's a reminder that you are human and that our time here is limited and that we have these limitations of our bodies, of of these earthly constraints. Um, But it doesn't mean that just because you learn this one quote or that you're 
you know, a more awakened soul, whatever, that you're not never going to feel pain again. That's not the case. It's just that you have learned to become your own, I like to say your own, basically, um, surgical doctor, right? That whatever wound mm, you have, you are able to patch it up. Doesn't mean it's not going to be painful, but you have the skills to really patch it up, make sure it doesn't get infected, you know, to stitch it up nicely so that it doesn't scar or it doesn't leave a really unbearable scar. But and that scar can really empower you and remind you of what you have gone through, right? And that's why I think that there is no shame in the pain or in the suffering that you have gone through because these are all um these are all evidence to show how much you have come through your journey. Yeah. Yeah. And I love I love that scar concept of for me when you said scar I was thinking of um, acne scars because I, I still go through acne like cycles of just breaking out a lot and I have had acne in the past all throughout my life and sometimes I look and I'm like oh these scars oh my gosh they're gonna be on my face like for the rest of my life blah 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 but it's like a reminder for me and this is kind of still evolving for me but it's a reminder of how much that can be beautiful as yeah. well and it kind of reminds me of that song um, Scars Can Be Beautiful, I think, by Alyssa... I don't know Kara. the song. I don't... <laughs> oh, God. The people who are listening to this are probably like, oh, my God, you don't know who that is. But I... I, I At least in America... Is her name Alyssa Cara? Something like that. I have no idea. Um, But, yeah, like, someone can be incredibly beautiful with scars. Yeah. Like, that can... Like, I don't know. I, that That just, to me it makes it more meaningful. It reminds me of how far I've come, yes. the things that I've had to learn and process through. And to be able to look at, you know, your skin or to look at the scar and see the beauty within it. I think even though you're not there yet, and I may not be 100% there yet, but the intention that I set for myself in wanting to be like that, mm-hmm. I think just setting the intention is amazing. Yeah. To be able to see the beauty in the scar and then see the beauty that you are beyond form exactly yeah and i i I like the way that you said you're not 100 percent there yet because i think at least for me it was important to learn that you can never be 100 percent there right this Mm -hmm. whole healing journey is going to be continuous (laughs) it's never gonna stop i think it's only gonna stop once we die right yeah yeah absolutely yeah and so might as well just savor what we've got right now savor the human experience and how it's unfolding for us no matter how slow or how fast it seems to be moving we have the ability to savor being a human being a spirit in a human body yeah. as wayne dyer likes to say <laughs> yeah exactly oh i love that yeah thank you so much for this amazing conversation and just like every conversation that we've had so far <laughs> it starts off to be one thing and it turns into this beautiful song that's what it feels like it just has its own flow and its own rhythm and I love how we can bounce off of each other so thank you so much for coming onto the show and sharing your wisdom and your knowledge with all of us girl thank you for having me I'm honored (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome and so I'm sure a lot of people are saying oh my god who is this Nicole how can I get in touch with her so how can um, the viewers find you and your work and work with you Yeah, so my handle on everything is Simplifying Peace. So you can find me on Instagram or on simplifyingpeace.com. You can have access to all my, you know, tarot reading rates and also my spiritual coaching. Um, And also I offer a lot of free mini readings via DM. So if you feel like, oh, I'm interested in like a tarot reading, but I don't know if our energies match or like, I don't know what tarot is about. You can just DM me. Um, I'll do like really short one to two minute reading to see if our energies like vibe. And uh, yeah, we can um, move on from there. Yes. Yay. And I can personally attest to working with Nicole is amazing. And just the energy that she brings is incredibly soothing because she has read my chart, my astrology chart, and it was the most amazing experience. And I loved it. (laughs) Oh, I love you so much. Thank you for that. (laughs) Yes, of course. So I'm sure a lot of people will be finding you. So um, follow Nicole on Simplifying Peace. I will put all of her media stuff in the show notes. Go follow that. And I hope 
this is the first of many conversations that we get to have and share with the world because this was amazing. I love your energy and thank you again so much. I love your energy. And I mean, if your viewers like this, and we can definitely do more because we talk anyways. Oh, hell yeah. So we can just start yeah. recording more of these. <laughs> Yes, 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 absolutely. Uh, okay, yeah. awesome. So thank you again. Stay safe. Yes, thank and you. And I too. hope you have a great day. And I hope all the viewers who are listening, I hope you guys resonated with the vibe here. And yeah, talk to you guys later. Thank you, Gretchen. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Self Love Tarot. Again, I'm your host, Gretchen Evangelista, and you can follow this show on Instagram at Self Love Tarot and make sure to check out Nicole stuff because she is absolutely amazing. I'm sure you guys already figured that out through just listening to her words and her wisdom through this conversation. So I hope we can have Nicole back onto the show in the future. Um, and I hope you guys have a fantastic week. See you later.